so I, I they they added they added perks of being a wallflower the movie to Netflix and and I just watched it I, I'd never watched it before I'm just I'm just uh, I I don't like fuck I'm blown the fuck away. I don't know if I'm even going to include this in the podcast, but I don't know why I would, but it's go watch that movie. Like it came out in 2012 and somehow I haven't watched it already. And I mean, now I have, but what the fuck? Like, and I really, really, truly feel that as as like a writer, as a as a filmmaker, as a creative person, I really feel like I will never be able to achieve that level of emotional impact and I just uh anyway here's here's the rest of the podcast. again by the one and only the the legend the the myth the icon <laughs> clementine vaults hi uh and <laughs> um we're here again um and man yeah. it's kind of um we're like what this is like how many weeks into quarantine now? I have no idea. Like three. A little over three. Damn. It's day 24, I think. Day 24? Yeah, that's like we're coming up on a month. That's a little... Ugh. Woo! Yay! Yeah. On the bright side, I am hearing that Dr. Uh, Dr. Fauci is saying that things like schools will go back in september um, oh that's good which is like one of those things where it's like that's good news but it's also like like in your head like even though you knew it wasn't going to happen you were kind of like hoping schools would go back in like may or something but yeah like, that is good um also on a po- another positive note uh in in countries in europe we are seeing uh, declining rates of death, um, which is also a good thing. Um, if you are one that does not enjoy death, I am in fact one that does not enjoy death, and I hope most of the people who listen to this are also not <laughs> like super delighted by the prospect. I would I would agree with that. I do not know if there are total sociopaths <laughs> among us, but. You never know. Anyway, so that's going down, and that's good. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to say the same here. Um, 
it is early for us because we, you know, they've over there have had it for a long time or longer than we have. Um, and I, I, I kind of doubt we'll be able to take care of it with the same efficiency as the Europeans as they tend to be better at this sort of thing than us. Um, but, uh, but you know, it's is what it is. Hopefully, it's that means that it's going to get better here too. Um, we can only hope. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So that's 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 that. Now, of course, I have to <clears throat> address the elephant in the room. Um. I don't know when this is going to come out, um, but as of recording this, uh, uh, Vermont Senator Bernard Sanders has dropped out of the presidential race, um, and it's been a day for me, um, and I think a lot of people. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of depressing, um, but I'm not here to be a downer. Um, I think that the reason I wanted to address this, because this is not at all what the episode was supposed to be about, um the reason I wanted to address this was just so we could have a little bit of optimism, maybe. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that it's not over and that we are, you know, you know, Bernie Sanders, I think, has done a lot to sort of contribute to this sort of movement in America of new progressive ideas and I do not think that that movement stops here um, and I think there's a lot we can look forward to and I, I I think now that these ideas are sort of present I think it will be harder for the Democratic Party to ignore them I think when we get to the convention um, I think there will be more of a chance that they will have to consider ideas like Medicare for all and canceling student debt and whatnot. Um, so that's good. Um, going forward with this show, um, you know, of course, I and everybody who comes on this show has opinions. I will not be endorsing Donald Trump or Joe Biden um, as I do not care for either um and i'm i you know i do not intend to be supportive of either one um and uh in terms of i i think looking forward i don't i'm conflicted because i don't you know you know, Clem, we had a conversation about this earlier today. About yes, we did. Third-party candidates, and you know, it's a tricky situation because the fact is, I 
but morally I cannot I cannot support Joe Biden or Donald Trump. But when you get down to third party candidates, you know, it's a gamble sometimes. I'll admit that. And I think it's a complicated issue that I'm not gonna get really into right now. But anyway, I just wanna say that there are third party candidates out there that you all may want to look into. Um and that just might be a thing you want to do, you know? Um, consider it. Just consider it. Just you're in quarantine. You've got ample time to think. That's got, true. You have no you can excuse. Just sit at your window and ponder the existence of third-party candidates. Just think, like, what are they? What? Why are they? Who are they? Uh, who are they? How are they? <laughs> Where are they? Yes. And when are they? Good question. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's important that we also sort of look beyond Bernie Sanders. As I've said many times before, this does not start or end with Bernie Sanders. Um, there's a lot of really important congressional races going on right now. Specifically, I would like to shout out uh, Shahid Buttar in San Francisco, who is running to replace Nancy Pelosi. Um, who represents everything wrong with the Democratic Party because she um, has repeatedly voted for Trump's military budgets, um, has supported uh, some awful uh, uh, anti-choice Democrats, like that one guy who we actually just voted out, thank God, but I can't remember his name. Um, And, you know avoided progressive legislation at all costs and um really just been kind of kind of lame um so shahid buttar google him he's running to replace her um very progressive agenda very good also joshua collins in in the state of washington uh running to replace uh uh Representative uh, Denny Heck, who is stepping down. I love that Denny Heck is a man that exists and has that name. Anyway, I um and uh, so he's 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 good too. But you know there are a lot of these organizations, the Justice Democrats, who helped to elect uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Um, they back a lot of cool candidates. Same thing with the Rose Caucus. And the Democratic Socialists of America, of which I am a dues-paying member, um, so shout out to them. Um, but I think, ultimately, going forward, I think we have to realize that elections like this are not the, you know, the the end-all, be-all of like progressivism and you know, like making life not shitty for people um and i think we need to get more involved in direct action and mutual aid and um actually doing things and you know um donating to causes that matter and supporting groups that are you know like feeding homeless people and providing legal funds for people who can't necessarily get it, um, and 
you know, protecting um, uh, minority groups that are, um, you know, in danger right now. Um, and that's kind of what we're going to, well, it's not what we're going to talk about today, <laughs> but it's like part of it. Um, so that's how we'll end that whole thing, unless you have any additional thoughts, Clem. Uh, not particularly. I think you said everything pretty succinctly and all-encompassingly, so. Why, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I want to talk today about, um, about a, 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 a phrase that, that came to me, um, in a dream. I, no, I kid you not. <laughs> I was asleep. Wait, and I, really? No, I woke up with this this phrase in my head. Um, You're enlightened. I, maybe, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to talk today about the idea of revolutionary compassion, um, and I'm worried that I run the risk of sounding like very. Um, very idealistic and very like oh we're just gonna like sit in a circle and hold hands and sing kumbaya and stuff well, like that well if we could all like get our shit together we we could <laughs> yeah yeah we could <laughs> H- however um i do want to say before i get into it that um that i i don't i'm not so blind as to think like i think that there is a lot of time spent trying to be compassionate or whatever towards um people on the other side of things and 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 and, and in theory that's good but we also being compassionate means does not mean that we're allowing viewpoints that are inherently harmful to be like yeah that's that's okay that's fine yeah. um so like i'm going to talk a lot about like compassion and loving each other today but i just for the record punching nazis is okay um just gonna put that out there um could not agree more yeah yeah anyway (laughs) anyway so we were talking about coronavirus because that's all we talk about on this show i guess um and every show um and i think that one thing we sort of talked about last episode is that there's this sort of hostility going on between groups of people because of this as there often is when tragedy befalls us um we talked last time about uh 911 and i think that's no different and well i mean it is different obviously but you know in that i think it just shows in that in times of tragedy and chaos we tend to lash out at the wrong people and 
blame each other for things that are going on. In that case, I think that was unfortunately directed at people of color and people from other countries and people of uh, the Muslim faith. And I think that resulted in a lot of shitty things happening. Um, I think now it's less clear where that hostility is. But here on Cape Cod, like we talked about last time, we're seeing a sort of clash between tourists and second homeowners and then the locals, the people who are here year-round and who, you know, are generally less well-off, I might add. Um, And there's been a lot of clashing because people are worried because people are worried that they are you know going to be put at risk by these people coming to their their second homes and you know also that they'll take resources like hospital beds and and yeah mostly hospital beds uh, medical resources yes that too yeah um and um and I think there's just there's anger on both sides, and it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be angry because you you know I mean look, <laughs> you know I I speak from experience, um, especially today when I say that there you know there is reason to be angry. However, I just. It feels like we're really not being productive yeah. by, like, just being like, fuck you to everyone all the time. <laughs> and, like, I'm seeing a lot of arguments take place where at a certain point, I just, people sort of lose sight of, like, what it is they're arguing about. And like what the point is and it just like becomes like a thing where we're just yelling at each other for no reason um and it's just it's it's worrying because i feel like that might be a a a portent of where we're sort of heading um with the um with this the particular uh disagreement argument whatever you want to call it between tourists or second homeowners and locals one thing that i found was that i was getting really fed up with with seeing the argument and and thinking like that the locals that that we or that other locals were overreacting and then i had a long discussion about it um while making dinner with my parents or something and realized that actually i mostly agree with most of the points that local people were making but that they were you know i mean all the ones that i was seeing were like angry social media posts by teenagers who didn't who weren't like moderating their their speech and were coming across as sort of 
I, I just found that a lot of the arguments that I saw were phrased in such a way that they came across as sort of elitist and more angry than necessary. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that that sort of discolored the whole argument that so much of it was in the phrasing when really even though what they were saying was basically reasonable the the way it was articulated wasn't absolutely and i I think i I saw i saw a lot of that too And, and i think you know i think originally when i started seeing stuff about this i was very i was very quick to be angry in the same way that a lot of my local friends are and and again i think that anger is justified and i think i mean the fact is that we're looking at here specifically we're looking at a larger thing that's really has been an ongoing struggle even before this between um people who live here year-round and people who are seasonal um and it's it's really a a class thing it's an economic thing and you know i could get into how that's really just it's like a sort of microcosm of like class struggle in america um but it's like there's always that like animosity and that animosity is justified because i think um i think there are a lot of decisions made that are questionable that are tend to favor one group over the other and and for good reason but also you know i think there there needs to be more attention paid to the people who are holding this place up and i think that's true for the entire country in the entire world actually um but you know i think gradually i talked to you know uh my my friend uh uh jeremy who was on the podcast last week um was you know taking a a different sort of side um and talking about how you know the reaction from a lot of locals isn't really warranted and i think he has a fair point i think that he you know i think there's i think that we have to just accept that the people who are coming here i think a lot of them are coming from places where it might not be super safe to be and i'm not saying it's the safer decision for them to come here necessarily but i i can see how it at least seems safer and i think we have to sort of understand that and i mean really the important thing is that we just we can't get into these like facebook flame wars like (laughs) um and, and and i you know I, I've made the mistake for several years now of being a Facebook user, and it's just the worst platform ever to <laughs> exist. Why are you still using it? I that's a I mean, 
that's a really good question. That's like, you know, it, maybe it's a bit of an addiction. I don't yeah. really know. Um, but I, may, and maybe it's also that sometimes I like to seek out conflict. Um, that's very understandable. <laughs> um, but it's just very toxic. And to tell you the truth, I don't like it. Um, and I think it's just really not what we need to be doing. And I think we need to be trying to not, like, the way to solve this issue is, like, not to, like, push people away. Well, it is to push people away because we need to social <laughs> Social distance. distance. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah. To... Not to emotionally and spiritually push people away. Right, right. We, we we need to come together, I think. And, um, you know, as much of a cliche as that is, I think it's true because when, you know, when we start blaming other people for, you know, we, we talked last episode too about, about uh, the Black Death and how that basically like sparked like these like crusades and shit because you know these like religious minorities got blamed for it and um that like we need to not do that because you don't say crusades are like like zero out of ten not good (laughs) like i i'm not a fan um, and neither is anyone, hopefully. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, you know, I think they're just, when we get into this, like us versus them mentality, I get very nervous because it's like, you know, that, that's never good ever. Like there's not one incident in history where that's ever worked out yeah no not really um unless i'm forgetting something Uh, nothing comes to mind (laughs) yeah i mean so i and i just think that i think what this really comes down to is that we're just wasting our time we're wasting our time with being mad at each other we're wasting our time with being mad at like congress for like not doing things which i mean like again it's like you're justified in being angry but like that's energy that would be better spent somewhere else i feel like and i just oh like redirect your anger and use it productively or use it to motivate yourself to do something that will actually make a difference rather than just sort of venting it into the void of hungry mobs that analogy fell apart but that wasn't even an analogy exactly yeah (laughs) um yeah Yeah. I mean I think that like when I you know I was talking earlier about um direct action and mutual aid and mutual aid especially like we have to do things for each other we have to um we have to like we have to recognize our togetherness as 
communities. And I want to bring it back to, I was talking about third-party candidates earlier, and this just came to mind, actually. Um, I was also talking to you earlier about, um, about Vermin Supreme. Yes, um, you were. Who, who is a, 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 a candidate for the Libertarian Party nomination. Um, who I'm a fan of, frankly. Um, you should Google him. Anyway, one thing that he said a while back is that we've sort of forgotten how to be, like, good citizens. And part of me doesn't like that because it's, like, very, like, it's, like, it's very, um, it sounds like something, like, your elementary school teacher would say to you on the 4th of July or something like um it, it, i mean the whole like the whole like good citizen thing is 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 a very can be a very like nationalistic kind of thing in 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 America but like when when i say that i mean like we've i think we've forgotten how to like be like altruistic and i mean can you blame us because like our whole like model in this country is like this like you know like rugged individualism <laughs> and that just doesn't really work in a pandemic actually because because um, you need to think about the greater good and not just your own chances of contracting the virus and your own personal wants and needs at every given moment. Yeah, because like we have to, like we are, like I'm gonna I'm gonna say so many cliche things during this episode, but like we just are, go for it. We are one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. We are what Asgard is not a place; it's a people. It's a people, you know. Like, you're not wrong. It's just so we have to like, to some degree, sort of like, be like, remember how to like be like altruistic and like compassionate. And I, I feel like we've reached a point where like, compassion and empathy. It's just like basically like, oh, that's like fucking communism. <laughs> like God forbid you show human kindness to another person, you absolute ex- extremist, you ridiculous creature. You've clearly just crawled out of Soviet Russia. Exactly. Like I think <laughs> I it's just like I mean like this country is like so obsessed with this like idea of like what we consider like liberty and stuff and like like it's become this thing where it's like people are like oh well well you know i i have i have i have the right to stockpile a bunch of food and not share it with anybody and it's like, okay. Like, yeah, I guess you do. Sort of. I mean, as far as the whole idea of only having rights so far as they don't inf- infringe the rights of others, I don't know yeah, well, where but that I mean, would come into play in that scenario. But 
But, I mean, but like from a legal perspective, like sure. you can just like you know like drain a fucking grocery store if you can and if you want to. The thing Maybe. is, should you? <laughs> like, can I? D- can you? What? No, I was. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I drain the entire grocery store chain? Are you giving me permission to do that right now? I'm, I mean, gonna, I'm gonna just like I'll I'll be going now and just. You can. <laughs> um. May I go on a rant about the logic of morality? <laughs> Yeah, you don't even have to ask. Just do it. Okay, cool. This, this is, is America. It's it's my God-given American right to go <laughs> on a rant about the logic of morality. Um, I, I've just I had a bunch of conversations last year about morality, and so then I thought a lot about morality, and I don't I don't know if I'm, if you would agree, but. The conclusion that I came to approximately a year ago is that it's actually that basically to do the right thing, not to use a overused phrase, but to but to be a good person and to be compassionate and to do what is morally right is basically very logical or at least should be, except where like oh not I don't want to say overzealous, that's not exactly the word I'm looking for, but, like, unchecked self-interest comes into play. Like, obviously you need to look out for yourself and take care of yourself, but I feel like the majority of instances of of immorality um, that I can think of come directly or indirectly from a person's, like, self-interest taking like control or letting letting their self-interest overwhelm the their the the need to to take care of other people and to consider that other people deserve the same as you do and that you can't just drain a grocery store of all that it is yeah that's the rant (laughs) yeah I, i i yeah i mean it's yeah, like, I think, yeah, you definitely have a point there. Like, I mean, and, and I think it's just, like, yeah, it just makes sense to, like... To be a good person? Yeah, like, because, like, because, like, <laughs> because we live in a society, um, Ugh. <laughs> uh, you know, like, you have, like... Like, people who, you know, like, these, like, individualists are essentially acting like we don't live in a society. Because the reality of living in a society is that if the society collapses, you're, you're, you're kind of fucked, dude. Like, like, you're kind of... Said the anarchist. Hey, hey. Look, I'm not against society. I'm just against <laughs> certain forms of society. Okay. Um, I just think that, um, you know, yeah, I mean, like, if society collapses, like, that's not going to be a good thing for you. Like, if we, you know, if we're all killing each other, like... That's, that's, <laughs> that's not the ideal situation that, like... That is just not a good look. At all. <laughs> um 
but you know so yeah i mean like that's just that's the tea like <laughs> um i think this like whole like individualist like liberty f- freedom crap well i mean like liberty and freedom are like great in theory but like this like faux liberty and freedom thing is just like fucking it's like okay brief tangent so i don't know if you've been watching um tiger king on netflix i have not but i've been hearing about it okay well you should for one thing um okay cool (laughs) So, for those of you who aren't aware of what Tiger King is about, <laughs> it's about this man named Joe Exotic, who... Such, such a name. Indeed, and he is such a man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Wahoo. he has a zoo in Oklahoma with, like, I don't know, like, fucking, like, 2,000 different exotic animals like mostly tigers i think well it can't be 2000 can't i feel like that's what he said but it's like that seems like a lot anyway he's got this like private zoo in oklahoma and it's like okay (laughs) like yeah you can do that but should you (laughs) like and I think the the thesis of the show is the conclusion that it sort of reaches is just that, like no, you probably should not. Um, not a good idea to own a bunch of tigers like that. Anyway, um, that was gosh, who could have foreseen? Owning who could have? A bunch honestly, of tigers was a bad idea. I mean, uh, I tigers I would never have seen that coming. Tigers have a reputation for being like really like easy to take care of animals and like being very um non aggressive hostile and yeah they're just definitely Still, the though. the most docile creatures to walk the earth ever that's what i heard oh yeah that's so, that's very it's it's a very tigerish thing to just kind of be super chill and okay with being made into a pet like tigers love that well i mean like i watched winnie the pooh once <laughs> and like there's a what is fucking a bouncy bouncy tiger t- is he a tiger or is that like he's a stuffed animal <laughs> well yeah but like <laughs> <laughs> folks folks i'm really tired right now i i don't he's know a... why He's a tiger in the same way Hobbes from Calvin and Hobbes is a tiger. Like, who knows? Is he a tiger? Is he a doll? We'll never that's, be sure. That's fair. Wait, is Calvin just, like, Joe Exotic, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> the origin story. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> so coming together, right, is, like, a thing that would yeah. probably be be a good thing for us to do I, there's a I, I was listening to a to a um a, a podcast because i guess that's what i do all the time um and 
they were talking about a, a they were interviewing a guy who I'm 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 like really terrible with names. Uh, I'm not thinking of his name, but he's like the head of a group called uh, Common the Common Ground Collective, otherwise known as Common Ground Relief, and they started working in in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, which, um, as we know, was very devastating for that area, especially. Um, and what they are is this, like, anarchist network of, like, groups that, like, try to do, like, it's, like, community-led mutual aid things to provide Oops. needs, like, housing and food and whatnot to communities who were affected. Um, and it's, it's, you know, sort of, like, democratically led by the communities that they're going into which is a good thing about it and so it's kind of like there are needs being prioritized which is like what really all groups like this should be doing but like um and they're just getting in there they're just helping people with like houses and shit for free um i'm not exactly sure what they're doing right now in terms of coronavirus aid um, I don't know if they're doing anything in particular, but he was talking about that, and and I think that's a really good example of what we need to be doing. It's like, um, just I think there needs to be more of that like mutual aid sort of thing. One of the groups they work with, Food Not Bombs, uh, which I've sort of been following for a while, but they, I mean they've been active for a very long time. But they basically like they get like they take like the food that like grocery stores are going to like throw out because like there are like these like regulations on like how long they can like keep food and so like they usually get they can get food that's like actually still good and stuff but the stores just can't sell and then they give it to homeless people oh. and that's like a perfect example of what i'm talking about so i just think we need more of that sort of thing and we need to avoid, like, just, like, taking and, like, being, like, we just gotta stop being dicks to each other, really. Um, and just kind of vibe. Um, <laughs> Very specific. Yeah, I'm realizing that people are going to think I'm, like, drunk or high on this episode, but. I'm not. I'm just sleep deprived. Um, <laughs> uh, that's highly understandable, relatable. One might even say. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny because it's like you would think that because there's like so much time available, I would be able to like get my sleep schedule back in order. <laughs> this is just enabling my already fucked over sleep right? schedule. Right. It's like yeah. yeah. Um, but the last thing I sort of want to talk about here is I want to, I want to sort of wrap up on a positive note. Um, you know, I was talking earlier about where this sort of movement goes from here, and I want to, um, sort of look at the future of the left wing of politics and 
the future of progressive movements in America. And so there's there's um there's this great video uh by a man named uh uh Oliver Thorne uh aka Philosophy Tube who is a wonderful uh YouTube creator video essays actor lots man. of other thing man that's yeah another thing that he is um um <laughs> <laughs> and so he has, he has a video called why the left will win i mean in that he talks about communities of strength and communities of vulnerability and so a community of strength is basically a when you have a group of people who say, you can be part of my team because you are strong in some certain way. Um, and this is what I, we see on, on the right a lot of the time. We see, like, groups um, saying, you know, like, that certain people have the potential for greatness based perhaps on their race or heritage or the language they speak or something um and like i think a lot of the dialogue on the right like especially when we get into things like with immigration like it's like there's a lot of talk about like okay what can immigrants do for the country because it's like a thing of like you don't get to be in our like society unless you have these like strengths yeah, and not necessarily even literal strengths, but like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost like attributes that the people who are saying this have deemed like better or good. Like, it might yeah. even, like if we're talking about like race or gender or what have you, it's like it's not literally a strength. It's just a but I an think attribute it's, it's, that somebody it's as right. such it's like um you know because i think to to nazis like or to the kkk <laughs> it's like the white race is the strongest race and therefore they get to be part of my little fun little racist club um Yippee. and i think that's kind of what a lot of right-wing thinking does and then there are communities of vulnerability, which essentially say, you are on our team, not because of your strength, but because we both need something. And that is, I think that's something that's much more present on the left. And as, um, as, as, uh, as Ali points out, it's, it's not always used effectively, um, and I think we could we could use more of it. But I think we need to say that it is okay to be vulnerable, and we need to acknowledge that we all need things like shelter, food, healthcare, all of that. And with these, with in general, in progressive thinking, we can there is more of a trend of saying like yeah you don't have to be like strong or have like 
the same like attributes as me but like we both need something from each other and therefore we have to stick together because like strength in numbers and that's really just that's what i'm talking about i mean that's the compassion that's the empathy that's the like we're all fucking in this shit together so buckle up buckaroo (laughs) um like welcome to fucking america um yay you can uh, hear my passion in my voice for the glory of my country of course of course yes i'm um and i think the important thing is that people will always be vulnerable because as long as there are fascists out there being fascists People are going to suffer as a result of that. And those people are going to be vulnerable. And until we achieve our, you know, our, 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 our end goal, our, our utopia, whatever the fuck that is, um, there will always be people who are vulnerable. And therefore, people always look towards these communities of vulnerability and thus towards leftism, towards progressivism. And I think we see that. The really important thing about Bernie Sanders is that he's inspired a massive movement amongst young people. Uh, Not just young people. I mean, it's multi-generational, but especially amongst young people. Um across divisions of geography, class, race, and gender, and all sorts of things. And he's inspired this movement. And I think there's... That's just... The fact that he was able to do that just shows that people are kind of needing ideas like, like... Like those of the Sanders campaign and and I think there's a trend towards progressive change and I certainly hope that that continues to be the thing in the future so that's you know that optimism optimism is good and and ultimately I don't think as far-fetched as people would like us to believe it is Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, I'm not optimistic right now, really, about a lot <laughs> of things. But, you know, look, we're just, you know, it's either way, regardless of whether it's realistic or not. The fact is that being pessimistic and being all, like, nihilistic and stuff, and I see a lot of people, you know, all these fucking, like, doomers, just, like, fucking, like, like oh we're all fucked like oh we're gonna this is the apocalypse fucking donald trump is gonna be our president for 100 billion years (laughs) and (laughs) that would certainly be unprecedented it yes you can say that again um but and you know look i know it looks really bad right now but we gotta be optimistic and we got to be 
with each other. We got to fight for people that we do not even know. And that's what the whole, like, not me, us thing is about. And we have to just, like, I keep, like, I'm, like, always, like, I'm, like, about to say, like, we just have to, like, vibe together. And <laughs> I just, like, I'm really, I should not have a podcast. Um, Yes, you should. You're doing a good thing. You're wonderful. <laughs> Thank so you. Stop. You have to have compassion for yourself as well, as well as others, Jen. You have to vibe with Ooh, yourself. That's even... a good take. That's ah. a good take. Um, yeah, self-care. Um, look, anyway, end of the day. You just have to, we have to kind of realize that we're all, we're all human. We're all feeling the same way. And it's really just, so like, next time, like, you're about to, like, yell at some person on Facebook, just, like, ask yourself... Is it, like, does this make sense for me to, like, argue with this person about this right now? It might be worth it sometimes, you know? It might make sense. But I think a lot of the time it probably isn't. And instead of doing that, you can just shut the fuck up. And you could, um... You could... Redirect your frustration with the world into doing something to make it better instead of contributing to fanning the flames of animosity. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what else you could do? You could uh, subscribe to this podcast. You should, on, in fact, do that. That would be on, really good. on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you are your listening local. through your ear holes right now. Um, give us some good ratings on the the podcast place, and um, you can also check out um everything else I do at uh jadenvanbork.com. That's j a i d e n v a n b o r k dot com. Link in the description below. I have a movie coming out um on April eleventh. Uh-huh. The date right. <laughs> you should check that out. Um, so do that, and um, you know, check all that out. And until next time, I will, you know, keep on, keep on vibing. Uh, so uh, yeah, Clem, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jade. You are welcome. And thank you to the 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 listeners for tuning in. And I will I'll you know see you on the other side. Bam. <laughs>